Well, good morning and happy King's Day in Holland. We have a very special guest with us today for episode five. It's Harry Schooling, CMEX Director of International Sales and Business Development. I'm Brenda Lee, CMEX Marketing Communication Specialist, and I'm here with Clarissa McCallum. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Good morning, Harry. Welcome. Yeah. Well, happy to be here. <laughs> Excellent. And it's King's Day, and you took the time out to be with us. Yeah, well, it's a it's a public holiday in Holland, uh, King's Day, and well, just before we started, uh, I uh, I uh, checked the latest news, and uh, it looks like uh, everything is going uh, smooth so far with uh, the king and his family. So uh, very happy for that. Very good. Very good. Awesome. So Harry, you've been with CMEX for over twenty five years. You are a global CMEX supporter and always have the CMEX brand on. Can you believe that you've been here 25 years? And just tell us a little bit about it. Like, was this your entire career? Well, can I believe that, that I'm already 25 years at uh, at CMEX? Well, it's, uh, it's hard. It's telling me at least one thing that I'm getting really old. But uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, well, it uh, uh, was not my uh, my first job. I uh, I uh, started my career in 1980 already uh, with uh, a responsibility at a milk recording company here in Holland, and then uh, uh, followed by a period of time of in about 10 years uh, serving as a classifier for the Holstein Association in Holland uh, from uh, 86 to 96. And uh, in uh, in the year '96, I uh, I was at Alta Genetics for a year uh, as the marketing manager for uh, uh, the what we call the Benelux. That's uh, Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg. And uh, but my my dream actually was to go to come to to CMAX one day. Uh, my favorite genetic company. And uh, while well, I felt it as a great honor to lead the brand new distributorship for Holland uh, starting in 97. And, um, and, and it was about the millennium uh, year that we uh, could add also uh, Belgium and Denmark to the CMAX Holland company. So, uh, uh, well, it was a great time. Did it for 17 years, uh, working with an excellent group of people. And then in 2014, January 2014, I came on board of uh, of the international sales team at the CMEX Alliance. First years at uh, as a sales manager, and since April last year, April 22, I was asked by uh, Matt and John to uh, to join the team as a business unit manager. Well, that's in a nutshell my uh, my career. So you started this new part of your career in COVID then? Yeah, at the tail end. Yeah, at the tail end of it. Yes. Yeah. But well, it was already at the tail end of uh, of yep. uh, of COVID. But uh, yeah, it uh, it was a little bit uh, at the end of that time. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, it was a great opportunity. It Absolutely. Is yeah. So you're getting back out to seeing all of your clients and your distributors globally um, and you're making it to some of your countries that you represent and how many of those countries are you representing now? 
Yeah, well, it is uh, uh, in total uh, within the business unit, it is uh, in and around 20 countries uh, on uh, uh, three different continents. And that means that it's in uh, in Europe, in uh, uh, in Africa and in Asia. Yeah, that's a lot of time zones. That's a lot of time zones. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then and then the communication with uh, with the CMAX Alliance, uh, well, the time zone, the uh, the other uh, uh, backwards, well, that is, uh, yeah, well, uh, you're right, dealing with a lot of different time zones. That's that's time correct. zones yeah. and languages and cultures, a lot yeah. of variation there. Yeah, a lot of variation. Yeah, yeah. Well, in uh, well, COVID time was of course well was a hard time for uh, for everyone uh, and. Uh, but it was all about keeping up with the uh, uh, the contacts with uh, with the distributors, uh, with all the the country managers, and sometimes even with individual customers. And 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 where CMAX Alliance organized in that time a lot of webinars uh, for some countries that I'm dealing uh, with, that I'm working with, uh, I was able. In conjunction with uh, with our excellent uh, marketing team at the CMAX Alliance, to organize some special COVID-proof communication plans with some of the countries, and uh, well, uh, at least it taught us a little bit uh, looking outside the box. Yeah, so. there we did. We I remember those times, and yeah, we did. We started a lot of new new channels of communication and and we really wanted to make sure we were talking right to our sales reps and our clients differently than what we had before yeah yeah was taking some time to uh, uh to catch up uh life with uh, all the uh, the distributors uh i haven't been to everyone yet uh <laughs> but uh, a lot of them uh, yeah well i visited uh, already and well it's a part of my agenda and my goal for the year that uh, before the year end, uh, I will have made a visit to uh, to all the countries that I'm working directly with. And uh, so, uh, but you know, it uh, what is also important that uh, being part of a of a team uh, and uh, our international sales team. Well, well, we don't. We are with three people on the European uh, continent from uh, from the team, and it's uh, it's great. That, well, these guys, uh, not just colleagues. Well, we're good friends as well, and uh, so it's uh, it's great to uh, uh, to work with uh, with Martin Buschewicke from Germany and Peter Van Beek here in Holland uh, to. Uh, 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 well, to serve those uh, those countries uh, all the right way, and uh, well, uh, especially Peter is uh, well is taking care for some of my countries as well. So that's uh, that's great, great to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Teamwork makes the dream work, right? Yeah. Well, that's uh, in uh, in this case, I can. Uh, uh, well, I totally agree with what you say. That's so important, and uh, yeah. We make and work. we make it work, yeah, for sure. And you just got back from an Asian trip. I think you said yeah. it was almost a two-week trip, which took you to a lot of places. And you know, 
I think a lot of our listeners aren't familiar with Asian markets, you know, so they're not, they don't know the same, if they have the same issues, if they don't have the same issues, you know, so maybe you could tell us a little bit about what it's, what it's like to be a dairy producer, dairy farmer, and in some of those markets, Japan, Taiwan, South Korea. Yep. Yeah. That are the, exactly the three countries that, uh, that I've been to, uh, over the past two weeks uh, and uh, well uh, still recovering uh, from uh, from the COVID situation uh, while dealing with some so to say long COVID kind of symptoms uh, that uh, that's that is not making it uh, easy for uh, for those countries you know if we for example, talk about the EU, North America, uh, then we're talking about uh, a lot about uh, the increased cost price uh, at our on a customer level uh, to uh, uh, an increased cost price to produce their uh, their products, uh, where the impact of, for example, high fuel cost is uh, is impacting the countries that you just mentioned, those uh, uh, Asian countries like Japan, Korea, Taiwan, even more than uh, than the uh, uh, European and North American dairy farmers, uh, and that is simply due to the fact that uh, everything their cows eat, uh, if it is hay, corn, concentrates uh, that that needs to be shipped uh, from North America or from the EU or even other places. So that means that the transport cost for uh, those people, for those dairy and beef producers is, uh, is, is, yeah, is extremely high and grew exponential uh, compared mm -hmm. to the uh, uh, pre-COVID period of time. And have they seen their margins increase for milk or beef? You know, have no, those prices uh, gone? Uh, in in those countries, uh, well, of course, uh, uh, um, I wouldn't mention it. A side effect, a, a very serious effect of COVID was that all the the tourism uh, was completely down, and so that means that uh, that dairy consumption in uh, in those countries went down as well. Means that they have to deal with uh, 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 not with uh, increased milk prices like in other parts of the world uh, and still uh, uh, we're facing those significant higher costs uh, that uh, means that uh, well that margins were extremely under pressure and still are yeah but we have good people uh, in uh, in those countries so uh, uh, they know how to um, how to deal with it, and uh, it's uh, uh, definitely uh, 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 great to see what uh, uh, what they are doing. And are you seeing any more tourism going through there with with COVID things kind of uh, slowing down a little bit, and maybe that tourism would help their markets? Like, is the markets looking up now? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Being uh, at several airports over the last uh, two weeks uh, in that part of the world, uh, you know, uh, I've been there in January as well, uh, but the difference in a couple of months time of people, uh, well, 
uh, obviously non-Asian people, uh, easy to recognize. Uh, uh, being at the airports, that is was a significant difference in a, in a couple of months. So that's a good sign. That's a really mm -hmm. good sign. Yeah, yeah really good, good sign. sign. Yeah, yeah, I think we're seeing that everywhere. Their airports are filling back up and yeah. a lot of those restaurants, you know, your Starbucks or whatever you want to grab at the airport, they're finally opening back up, just making yeah. travel easier. Yeah. So in, in all of these markets, you know, are you hearing or seeing a common theme from clients or producers, things that they're looking for, you know, in genetics or, you know, trends that they're talking to you about? Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, I think it's quite human that there is always something to be concerned about. And, and you know, if it is what we already called the the, the profitability um, uh, situation at the farms, uh, well, uh, uh, always a subject that is coming back is uh, succession planning, uh, climate change impact, uh, anti agriculture related government decisions. Uh, well, that is so there are always well COVID or not there are always things to uh, uh, to be concerned about and to deal with and uh, but overall and, and and especially I think what what the impact from what we as CMAX bring to the market uh, yeah every time uh, well I I always call it mind-blowing and it is easy that it uh, uh, that 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 it fuels you with with energy and 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 so uh, a lot of positive things to uh, to talk about. So uh, that is uh, offsetting uh, the concerns that I just mentioned uh, easily. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, we have methane that's new this last proof round. So um, in your markets, are are any of them excited about it? Any of them talking about it? What's what's your markets looking like that way? Yeah, uh, yeah, very much. Uh, you know, uh, well, it's a, it's a fantastic new uh, new solution, and, and and even when we go when when we go back, uh, well, ten years in time, and then I mean the introduction of Immunity Plus at uh, at, at at that time. You know, uh, it's so nice to see and to work with markets that are really embracing the new technologies. Those in those days, immunity. Nowadays, uh, with uh, with methane. So, uh, well, that is uh, that's almost protecting you to have uh, to have discussions uh, about uh, uh, less important things than, uh, for example, genomic bulls versus proven bulls. Uh, uh, of talking about uh, uh, 50 point difference in uh, in TPIs uh, and now we certainly with those solutions like immunity and methane well it is just about talking from an economic point of view to what is most what to what is the most valuable asset uh, on a, on the dairy farm when we talk about genetics and and actually, and what I always emphasize, and we're talking about genetic details with an extremely high heritability, higher than a lot of other traits that uh, that we were used to talk about. Uh, and everything what we are capturing genetically, well, we don't have to manage for. So uh, it is uh, mm -hmm. it's a it's a big asset for us that we have that 
those solutions like immunity and, uh, and methane. A couple of times I used the word, I think, uh, uh, being being proud and that we have these kind of solutions. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it's great how the countries, at least that, that I'm working with, not all of them, but the majority uh, is uh, is embracing this uh, this new technology and sees absolutely the uh, uh, the importance of it. And we cannot ignore it. We can certainly not ignore it. Uh, it is, uh, if we like it or not, we simply cannot afford ourselves to look away from what is uh, what is dictated uh, from from a from a government uh, level, for example. Uh, well, uh, the net zero for greenhouse uh, gas emissions uh, is uh, the targets. Well. It is all covered into uh, legislations uh, from uh, from uh, from many countries, and we uh, and we simply have to cope with that situation. And if we, as a genetic company, can uh, can contribute to uh, to get more efficiency in uh, in uh, in uh, greenhouse gas emissions, well then. Uh, and it's, and it's fantastic, you know, and uh, once you uh, show the people that with our new solution, methane efficiency, that we can improve um, uh, uh, methane emissions with 20% by 2050, well, everybody's becoming enthusiastic about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an easy way. It's it's permanent. You know, they're they're breeding cows anyhow. You know, and if that was legislated to you, it's an easy decision to go ahead and, and use those bulls that are identified that way. So it's really changed your conversations with the distributor and it's changed their conversation with their clients, you know, and it's the it's all driven by what the consumer and the, you know, wants in the grocery store as well. Well, and it's a uh, good thing for us as CMAX people is and that that's where, where my pride is coming from is that uh, while well, being a part of uh, of a team with extremely smart people with a great vision and uh, and that we uh, that we know what is impactful in our business uh, beyond the bullproof so yeah and, and it really underscores you know the cmex product offering that it has what you what you need to be successful for your own herd and in your own market Yep. You know, for some people, that's methane efficiency. Sometimes it's net merit. Sometimes it's, you know, you're focused on immunity, um, you know, high type. We still deliver a lot of high type globally, a lot of success. Yep. A lot of places in the world still, you know, we're dominant in many show rings, um, which segues into a different part of our conversation. You're an official judge. And yeah. I think uh, highly recognizable at show ring side globally. You've probably been seen shows on every continent on the planet. Nearly no. anyone that has shows. <laughs> Have you been to Australia? No, not Australia, not North America. Not North yeah. America, but you've been to shows in North America. Absolutely. I've seen yeah. you there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. seen you ringside at World yeah. Dairy Expo yeah. in the Royal. Yeah. So with that, like, have you always been a show ring enthusiast? Yeah. Have as this? Did you show cows as a kid, little calves, part of a youth program? 
Yeah, well, in my country, we uh, and uh, uh, at the time that I was young, a long time ago, uh, it was uh, uh, we were not used to have kind of a, of a 4-H uh, program or whatsoever. Uh, that's what we have nowadays. Well, we we have another name for it, but it's uh, uh, it's great how youth is being educated in uh, in that. Uh, uh, that part of the industry was not the case in my time, uh, but uh, well, uh, I've always been uh, enthusiastic about uh, about cows. I'm one of those guys that, uh, uh, well, where you can call uh, a cow guy that came into business instead of a business guy that came into cows. So that is, uh, yes, and uh, yeah, well, that's where it where it all starts started many years ago. And you've got a long list of judging careers, Holland, Belgium, Luxembourg, Portugal, Finland, Japan, Korea, South Africa. Um, you're a Holstein USA qualified judge, one of two with, I believe, Nico Bonds, your friend. Yes, very close friend, Nico. Yeah, very yes. close friend. Yeah. I'd love to know what one of your favorite shows that you've ever judged was. And if there's a reason for that or just where one of your favorite places is. Well, in uh, uh, in in Holland, it are, uh, uh, well, a lot. Uh, so uh, uh, hard to mention, but uh, well, on the other hand, easy to mention uh, that uh, uh, that the, the shows in, in South Africa that I uh, that I uh, that I did were absolutely fantastic. Uh, it was the uh, uh, the Holstein show as well as the Jersey show. Jersey show was not big, but uh, but really good. And a wonderful experience was to do a couple of times the uh, on-farm competition. That was uh, a whole new dimension. Uh, was at that time first time for me to uh, uh, to uh, to judge that, and it was uh, absolutely uh, uh, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think in when we talk about judging, uh, well, it's not really judging, but a true highlight uh, was um, uh, just before COVID in 2019, we uh, we had the uh, uh, open European uh, confrontation in uh, in Belgium. Uh, I was asked by the uh, by the chief classifier of uh, the Holstein Association to managed together with him uh, the group for uh, for Holland uh, we had at that time uh, our group of cows from Holland was uh, more successful than ever before in the European competition so i uh, uh, that was not really judging but it was a true highlight when it uh, when we're talking about uh, shows and uh, having a role in that yeah Mm -hmm. That was that was beautiful. And this year, you've you've been to some shows. There was already quite a few shows have occurred in Europe. A lot of the national shows happened. The Swiss show. There've been some German shows. Yeah. You know, and you've seen daughters out. You've been in Asian shows. What are you What are you seeing as far as daughters that you're looking forward to? in in the upcoming year as yeah. we head through the summer and the fall 
Well, I think uh, quite exciting times uh, uh, in front of us. Uh, you know, now uh, in many places, the uh, the spring shows, many places around the world, uh, we're uh, we're seeing the, the spring shows uh, happening. Uh, well, I call it uh, well the usual suspects like uh, uh, <laughs> like alligator, sidekick, crushable, of course, Unix are uh, uh, very, very successful again. But I'm also looking forward uh, later on in this year, seeing the daughters of, for example, alongside an alley-oop coming to the, to the ring. That would be, uh, that would be absolutely, uh, uh, well, I'm, it would be great to see them. And I'm expecting uh, some, uh, some very nice uh, uh, two-year-olds from them uh, in the show ring. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think we're all looking forward to those coming back. For it's sure. been fun to watch, you know, some of those ones that you called the usual suspects for us out there to see them, you know, some new ones and then some come back. That's always exciting. I love it when they come back year yeah. after year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the new the new alongside Nally Oops, those will be those will be fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, so since you're a cow guy, um, it'd be hard to not ask you what your favorite cow of all time is, and that may be a hard question, or maybe it's a really easy question for you to answer, but we'd love to know. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I think that uh, about my favorite cow, uh, on one hand, it's not uh, it's not a difficult question. For me, throughout the years, uh, uh, True Lane James Rose is my true type cow. That is, uh, that's for sure. I had the privilege to see her uh, uh, at the farm uh, uh, from uh, Pierre Boulay, uh, as well as a couple of times at the Royal. Uh, and uh, while uh, her beauty, uh, while well, it's almost like being tattooed in my um, in in my eyes. So that is uh, that that that's it. She is the uh, uh, the favorite of the of the show ring. Uh, but I would really like to add that. Uh, you know, a cow that has that I have seen and that has a phenomenal impact in our Holstein breed is, of course, uh, Comstar Laurie Chic. And uh, when I came to Canada to Quebec for the first time in 1997, uh, uh, well, it was the the first cow I saw at uh, at uh, at Comstar. And uh, well, her impact, well, today, so throughout my CMAX career, is uh, uh, is still obvious. And uh, and so I would mention her also as one of my favorites, not especially uh, uh, as a show cow, but as a as a brood cow. And and, and more recently, uh, the cow uh, Rosemary Unix Goldie. The, uh, the winning senior two at World Dairy Expo and the uh, the intermediate champion at the Royal. Well, she reminds me the most to the young James Rose in her days. So uh, uh, she she can become a very nice successor of uh, of my favorite cow. Yeah. And then on the top, when you're looking uh, on the top side of the pedigree, who's your favorite bull? Without any doubt, Goldwing. Yeah, that that's 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 an easy one. You know, 
realizing that in the previous era of uh, of Holstein breeding, it was uh, next to proofs all about seeing daughters, and uh, and that's what uh, uh, I had the privilege to uh, to have had the opportunity to do that a lot of times uh, in my CMAX Holland uh, career, uh, and together with some team members uh, from the CMAX Holland team, uh, we went on well, extensive daughter tours to uh, CIQ, East Gen and West Gen. And in those days, we had the privilege to see in and about 20 first crop Goldwyn daughters, uh, uh, all relatively fresh, and it was a mind-blowing experience. That was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, incomparable uh, uh, quality at that time uh, and uh, it was already that uh, we could already see that there was something legendary in the making and uh, so uh, yeah goldwyn uh, uh, is uh, extremely special the same what i did uh, with mentioning uh, the favorite cow well, we cannot go around uh, and not ignore that uh, the the unparalleled impact of uh, of a bull like old man in uh, in our today's Holstein breed is is obvious. So uh, uh, I think that's a bull that we need to mention that I will mention as one of the favorite, but recognizing as one of the most impactful bulls in uh, in the breed. Absolutely, no doubt yeah. about that. And then we're talking about favorite bulls, favorite cows. Um, I think th that we all have a favorite event, a show that really meant something special to us. We talked about shows that you had judged before, but as far as events, you know, you've traveled the world. Was there is there any one of them that really stands out as being that one that will stay tattooed in your retina, as you said before, as yeah. something that you're just never going to forget? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it's um, uh, it's 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 absolutely easy to uh, uh, to recognize uh, World Dairy Expo, the Royal, the Swiss Expo as uh, as phenomenal events shows. Uh, but uh, when we take uh, a little bit a, a, a broader definition of an event. I think in all those years at CMAX, uh, what we experienced in uh, in December, I think it was December 22, it was uh, uh, Eurotier in Hanover in uh, in uh, in Germany. Uh, well, that event, the atmosphere, the enthusiasm, the client engagement, well, that was something that, well, that was the best event ever for me. It was amazing to see the pictures come in, to see yeah. it, tens of thousands mm. of people, you know, coming every day, you know, yeah. and, and the booth, the, the exhibits looked amazing. The booth was beautiful and, you know, it, it, it appeared to be, you know, just everyone was there at CMEX focusing on talking about cows and bulls and products and services. And it, you know, for me, it's, it's on my bucket list. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm sure Brenda feels the same way as I did. I was watching it all, wishing I was there and hopefully will be soon in the future. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a, a very, very impressive event. So, uh, well, and, and being there, being part of the team, 
uh, that's uh, that's another time that is uh, makes you proud proud to be a part of uh, of uh, of this company and uh, well uh, it uh, it's about business but you know uh, on the other hand it's uh, it's it's uh, it's crucial and very important uh, that uh, working for a company uh, that you can be proud about and you're a global man you travel a lot where are you headed next Hungary next week. Uh, Hungary. Yeah, Hungary. Yeah, we. Uh, it is uh, the national event, the national show, uh, and uh, so uh, uh, going there for uh, for three days next week, and uh, looking forward to uh, to meet the team uh, there again. Uh, I've been there before. Uh, team is doing a fantastic job every year again to. Uh, um, well, nice booth, uh, good exhibit. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Awesome. And it will be awesome. extremely special next week. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And if people want to find you, I mean, you're nearly a celebrity on Insta on Instagram and Facebook with over 2,800 fans. So if they want to find you, they can find you at what's your handle at Harry schooling. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, you're mentioning uh, the uh, the amount of uh, uh, people I, I didn't know, to be honest. I ne I never <laughs> watched those uh, those, uh, those stats, but uh, uh, yeah, well, it um, um, I uh, there 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 are so many exciting things that that you would like to that I like to share with uh, with our global community and. Uh, well, it was a uh, in the last couple of months. It was a little bit different. Was not only about CMAX, uh, as I said, a little bit involved in politics. So uh, uh, we had some important uh, uh, things to do and to promote on uh, on that part of the uh, uh, of daily life. Uh, but uh, well, it's uh, it's most CMAX related what I'm uh, what I'm posting or my grandkids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I love following you and seeing where you're going and living a little bit vicariously through you in your travels. So thank you yeah. for that. You're welcome. Awesome. And thank you for being with us. It's been fun talking to you. Yeah, thank you. Excellent. Very nice. Thanks a lot. All right. Go back and enjoy the rest of King's Day. Yeah, well, it's uh, there are still uh, a lot of events going on, so uh, uh, Great to be a part of it. Very cool. Thank you. You're welcome. If you like this podcast, give us a four-star review. It really helps others find the show and learn more about CMEX, our people, our programs, and our services.